This is Bro Storm Sports with Sasha Bushka. I don't believe in NFL players having kids during the season. And his brother Scott. I would love to see the two of them headbutt each other and crush beers. See if we can do it faster. And don't forget about intern P. It was probably one of the most goofy things I've ever seen in my life. Like, follow, share, subscribe. And hopefully we don't look like too big a dumbasses while we do this. It is Monday, February 5th, and we are getting you ready for Super Bowl 58. Uh, I'm your host, Sasha Bushka, joined by co-host Scott Bushka, and we might upgrade him to co-host, but for now, still intern P uh, here with the uh, latest edition of Storm Sports. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Intern P definitely does not deserve to be upgraded to co-host. He's, I think he's going to be downgraded from intern, whatever that equals. Yeah, what is below intern? Just like I think that's a temp, ja- like janitor. <laughs> no, the janitor is well, above the, janitor. the entire custodial community. Way to go, P. Yeah, that that's full time employment. Lost a bunch of listeners there. So is thanks, buddy. So is in, so is interning though. It's still full time. It's just you still have as much responsibility. I don't know. I don't know. I don't make the rules here. Apparently, you guys do. So tell you what, we'll uh, see if you yeah, can, we'll see if we get. And in your math right this episode, if you do, maybe you can keep your intern title. My math? Yeah, that's not I'd happening. The, so. I'd place them at, I don't know, plus odds. Let's just say that. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Uh, we're we're going to, we got a big show planned. Uh, three segments as usual. We're going to break off some of the storylines for the, uh, for the Super Bowl here. Uh, get some game analysis going later in the show. And we're going to finish it off with some picks and some some stellar prop bets for y'all. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm going to go to intern P first. Um, what's one of the bigger storylines you're looking at on the Super Bowl this weekend? Uh, I think it's the Kyle Shanahan getting, the, getting it off his back and finally winning a Super Bowl after the... the Last time they played the Chiefs, they lost. And then obviously the 28-3 to uh, Falcons versus the Patriots. That's pretty uh, – that still probably lays uh, pretty heavy in his mind right now. So I know he wants that monkey off his back. So I think that's the biggest storyline for me is the Kyle Shanahan story. So let me – so let me just – to be clear, you're saying Kyle Shanahan's going to win and get the monkey off his back? I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to win, but he needs this win. Honestly, more than I think Patrick – I know it's the Super Bowl, but – I think Kyle Shanahan needs this more than Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid does after they've already had two Super Bowls. So I think he's a little bit more motivated than yeah. the Chiefs are. So I'll agree here. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan probably needs the win the most. And, and that would include other 49ers involved, like Brock Purdy or anyone else involved with the 49ers. It, Kyle Shanahan needs it the most. Um, It, it may be some, it may be like par, p- parsing hairs. Is that the saying? Uh, parsing hairs, but I have no uh, idea what that I, even I, means. I definitely I don't think that's parsing hairs or, is, is a saying or even is proper English, but you know, um, just go with it. Maybe getting in the weeds, but I, I, don't, I don't know that even so though he needs to win the hairs. most, splitting hairs. There it is. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> really on our game. Tonight. Let, me, let me, yeah, let me do some Googling here what that even means. Yeah. Well, it may be splitting hairs, but. Um, I don't think Kyle Shanahan is the biggest storyline. I do think he needs the win the most, 
But I think like the fact that you've got two guys on the other side in um in Mahomes and Reed like fighting to be at least in the conversation is greatest of all time. I think those storylines trump that. And then also some things Scott's going to talk about uh, may trump that as well. But let's talk about the Kyle Shanahan thing for a second, since we brought that up first. Um, He has lost one Super Bowl as a head coach. The the 28 to three thing was embarrassing. uh, But at the end of the day, he was the offensive coordinator. Um, Dan Quinn has to wear that a little bit more than, than what people give it credit for. And Dan Quinn got his his new opportunity this year too. So he'll get a chance to get revenge on that. But like the 28 to three game, I don't know, like it didn't really prevent Kyle Shanahan from anything in his career other than he would have had an OC Super Bowl. Like he still got the head coaching job that he wanted. Um the the I think the worst one on his ledger was Super Bowl 54, having a 10 point lead and letting the Chiefs run wasp on him and uh, we know the story there. Uh, but yeah, he definitely needs a win because it elevates him from like offensive genius, like really good head coach to not only is he an offensive genius, but maybe one of the two best active head coaches in the league. Yeah. Um, I, or at least like top handful. Yeah. I do think it's a, it's an interesting dynamic in that generally when you have one side, that's kind of like, in dynasty discussions, in goat discussions, you would assume that 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 side, i.e., the chief, is is the Chiefs are holding a lot of the pressure. But I do think it's an interesting scenario where it seems like the 49ers have a lot more pressure on them to win, actually, than the Chiefs do, because the the Chiefs, are, you know, everyone, all anyone can do right now is praise them, which is a little bit scary. But it's like, hey, four out of five Super Bowls. We didn't think Mahomes has been to six straight AFC championship games, uh, four Super Bowls, won two of them. We didn't think they were going to get here this year. And you've got San Francisco who, like, I'm going to make the argument, and and P, I agree with you, that it, this is it's a big one. It's an important one. I think Kyle Shanahan is probably the person that is feeling the most pressure to win because they were here four years ago. Um, if you look at the roster of these two teams – San Francisco has more guys left over from that team from that game than the Chiefs do. Um, they've been back to the the NFC Championship game twice since then and lost. And I and I would argue that the Niners are probably closer to being at the end of this run than the start. Right? You got because because you got like you got a cheap quarterback, last pick of the draft. That's great, but you got a lot of guys on huge deals, and this thing I think gets broken up at the end of this year. So if they don't, I don't know. If if they don't win, Kyle Shanahan's hair gets a lot more gray. Not uh not to be stat boy here, but I did hear and I'm pretty stat sure this, I like that name. I'm pretty sure this is stat uh, boy. This is correct because I, I, I named off the players on both teams earlier this week to make sure it was correct. They actually each have ten guys left over from Super Bowl fifty four. Mm. I if we had an intern who did this type of thing, we could have him check it. But I'm gonna. You only, you you only it, just read, hold on, hold on. Hold I'm on. almost you just read sure your mind. That's right. I, I heard it from a reputable source, and I double checked okay. it. Okay, let's come you back to read it. your mind to do that before. I'll just get every stat that I can. Uh, that way, when you guys mess something up, I'll be the the savior. I think I could actually name all the Chiefs. By the way, oh, let's, let's sick. Patrick Mahomes. Travis oh. Kelsey, Chris Jones, 
Blake Bell, Nick Allegretti. You didn't think I'd get that one, did you? Uh, I don't even know who that is. Um, yeah, I got this five. Good pot. This is good. Uh, pot yeah, that's, right here. it's not good. Content, great. So I'm not going to keep going. But, Butker for sure. Butker um, was Townsend on. Um, on no, it was still uh, Dustin Colquitt. Yeah, is Damian uh, Williams still in the league? What, what's he up? Did to I these say days? Blake Bell already? I was going to save him for last. You said Blake Bell. But, oh dang! Um, this is I going think, well. I think Derek Nandi, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah. There. Anyways, we'll check. We'll check the stat. I think there are more Niners guys that are back from this game than there are Chiefs guys. Regardless, P. I agree with you. Um. I think the Niners are carrying more weight going into this game than the Chiefs are. Yeah, it's it's um it's definitely true. Uh you guys got anything else on Kyle Shanahan uh before we I've got one more Niners storyline before we get into the Chiefs stuff. Well, before just before we well, I guess it sounds like you're going to go Niners, but I I'm curious your like your guys thoughts on Maybe related to the comment on pressure, but I, it feels like the Niners are doing a lot of whining this week already up to this point. It's a lot of like Nick Bosa talking about how much the Chiefs hold, Jed York, their owner, talking like making comments about how there was a holding call. There was a holding penalty that wasn't called on that Jet Chip Wasp play on third and 15 in the last Super Bowl. And then I don't know if you saw the thing today about they're unhappy about the uh, practice facilities. At UNLV, they don't feel like the turf is up to snuff. Um, so I will just, say I don't. I, I do agree with that. How come they get to go to UNLV and aren't the Chiefs at an NF? Aren't they at the Cardinals? Is that is that true? The AFC team is the home designated team this year. <laughs> no, the not Chiefs the Cardinals. Had to, the, the Raiders. The, Chiefs had to the Raiders. At Arizona State last me. year. The Chiefs had to practice at Arizona State last year while the Eagles practiced at the Cardinals practice facility because the NFC was the home team. Is since the AFC's home this year, the Chiefs practice at the NFL team's facility and the away team practices at the nearest or the best college facility in the area. So, like, it's right. just a rule by the NFL. It's not like they're giving the Chiefs a special advantage. Right. Right. Um, P, we might have to do a quick geography check. The Arizona, okay, Card- I'm really the Arizona good. Cardinals okay. do, I'm do not really- play in Las Vegas. <laughs> They do not. I'm really good at geography. Uh, I'm still living in the year 2023, so I I think everything's in Arizona still. But I did fact check it. Okay, I fact checked the Chiefs versus Niners. Right? You ready? Yeah, we're ready. There's eight chief eight Chiefs players. I got eight. I yeah, I've got the list here: Patrick Mahomes, McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey, Blake Bell, Nick Allegretti, Chris Jones, Harrison Butker, and James Winchester. Yep. Is that what you got? Yeah. P? That's that's what I got too. And there's and there's uh, how many Niners? Nine, nine. Yeah, I don't know who gave me that ten and ten number. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna write a letter to the editor. Uh, Kyle Uzcheck, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Kevin Givens, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Mitch Wisnowski. The punter. That's punter. their punter. If you guys wanted to. To bet on his punts. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. 
All right. So I do, I yeah. do think the 49ers are, and like when I'm looking at their defense, I, I, I think they're old. They're getting older. They got a lot of big name, but guys that probably are a little bit past their prime. So we'll see if that plays out as we get into the game. Yeah. Um, the other Niners story I wanted to break off, which I think is separate from the Shanahan thing, because he wasn't one of the nine players around for Super Bowl 54. But I think we'd be remiss not to at least talk about the Brock Purdy side, the Brock Purdy storyline here. Mr. Irrelevant um, becomes a, a Super Bowl appearing quarterback, MVP finalist this year. Um, and, and like the the range of the range of opinions on Brock Purdy is off the charts. Like from he's garbage, he shouldn't even be a starting quarterback in the NFL, which I think like people have moved off of that a little bit. But there was definitely people that wanted Sam Darnold to start before the season started. Um, all the way to like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And like it it might sound crazy to say, but they, they did pick him as one of the five MVP finalists this year. The people who vote on that. So um somebody thinks he's really good. So I guess like the the question is from a Super Bowl perspective, I, I think I think if he wins, it clearly like elevates his legacy to like you can't discount him anymore. But if he loses, it kind of puts him right back where he started before the playoffs started. Or at least maybe not that far back, but like kind of back to square one. Yeah, I think you um I think Sasha, you brought this up last week where you're like with Purdy, it's tough because it's like it's almost like we're evaluating him quarter to quarter and if he's if he has a bad quarter people are like oh he sucks and then if he has a good quarter people are like oh maybe he doesn't suck um and it's like i think that holds true this weekend in the super bowl as well where it's like it's kind of wild how wide the range of outcomes for him for him is where it's like if he wins i.e the niners win people all of a sudden can't it can no longer be like brock purdy sucks um, and he, and he like, isn't good enough to, to win an elite level, yada, 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 to beat Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. If he loses, I'm quite certain people are going to be like, they had the way better team. They had way more weapons there. He's never going to have that good of a team around him again. And he couldn't get it done, you know? So, um, and, and if the way that this game plays out in the event that San Francisco, San Francisco loses is probably that Spagnolo gets the best of Purdy, right? And Purdy yeah. is like pretty flustered by some weird shit that Spags does in the game plan. And so it's like, I agree with you. It would be a great story. It also could still be a great story like that is uh, flummoxed, if that's a word, you know, by losing in the Super Bowl. And people are like, ah, we knew he sucked. Yeah, I think the tough part for Purdy is, is like where this conversation started was like, is he even going to be their starting quarterback this year, especially coming off of the injury at the in the Eagles game last year? It's like you didn't know if his elbow was going to be healed and all of that. But no matter what Purdy did in the regular season, there was a certain subset of the population that was never going to come around on him. And they were always going to say, like, yeah, but can he get it done in the playoffs? And that left us in this place where. Purdy was being graded on a scale greater than any quarterback in the history of the NFL, which is if he doesn't, if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, this guy's garbage, which like only one guy is going to win the Super Bowl every year. So he was, he was being graded as Mr. Irrelevant on an almost impossible scale to reach. 
by some people. And like, I think those, a lot of people are still in that camp, um, whether they should be or not. The reality is, is like, he's a good NFL starting quarterback, whether he wins this weekend or not. Um, and he's the Niners like best option moving forward. And, and he's very close to a top 10 quarterback, if not there, especially when you factor in his contract, which I, I know like you don't always want to like make everything about contracts, but it's hard to separate the two as well. Cause he's the reason why they have George Kittle and Nick Bosa and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, or at least some of them, like they couldn't have all of them if they were paying a quarterback $50 million a year. Yeah. I agree with you. So. I don't know why I can't quite put my finger on it. And this is a non-scientific comment, but I just, I think there's something about him that just makes him generally like not that likable, which is, which is part of why people it's, it's like part of why people want to hate on him. Um, I, yeah. I can't yeah. Explain it. Um, maybe like, doesn't feel like super down to earth. I, I don't know. Like, I, I get what you're saying. He he doesn't have a great likability factor, but it is hard to pinpoint why. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, I think, I think that one, that story when he was only making what 800 K this year and he's like, I have a roommate and all of that. And everyone's like, you can't live off 800 K. I think that kind of did hurt his likability. I, I don't know if you remember that story, but I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think it's quite fair that he gets graded on a scale of either he sucks or he's top five. Like, he is right. a good quarterback, but it seems like all these talking heads are like, is he a top five quarterback? Well, it doesn't matter if he's a top five quarterback. I mean, he plays for the 49ers. So, right. I, I, I don't know why he, why it is so unfair in that regard. So, yeah. And the reality is, if you just look at the numbers this year, and I know everyone has a million reasons for why he has good numbers, like what's around him and all of that. But if you just look at the numbers this year, he, this year, he played as one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Um, One of the things that works. Sorry, go ahead. One of the things that works in his favor is like it wasn't a very good year for elite quarterbacks. Like Joe Burrow got hurt. Josh Allen threw a million interceptions. Mahomes didn't put up gaudy numbers. Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP with way worse numbers than he had in 2019. Um, Dak Prescott was putting up the best numbers in the league. So like a lot of the the best quarterbacks weren't having their best years, which elevated him into being an MVP finalist. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, good news is we're going to find out. Because if he beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl against this defense, against this defensive coordinator, like I, people can't really say that anymore. So we're, we'll find out one way or another uh, next Sunday. Yeah. Scott, why don't you uh, lob out a Chiefs storyline or two for us? Yeah, I'm not I don't know that I'm necessarily you could call this a Chiefs storyline and and look, I think there is all of the Chiefs goat talk, Mahomes goat, Andy Reid goat, Travis Kelsey goat. I think when we like right now and when we are going to bed next Sunday evening, the biggest storyline is going to be the fact that this is the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. Um, and the reason I say that is like, man, the freaking NFL could not have planned it out more perfectly. And it's like they put out this at the start of the season. They put out these commercials where it's like with the NFL script writers. Right. And you've got this whole thing about the NFL script um, as a as a kind of like subplot and theme all year. Um, 
And then enter Taylor Swift, right? Taylor Swift enters the picture. She's on TV all the time. You've got viewership through the roof. You've got this perfect storm of people hating the Chiefs, um, people throwing out conspiracy conspiracy theories about the fact that the NFL wants the Chiefs in the Super Bowl because that means Taylor Swift will be there, which means there will be higher ratings. So, like, everything you read is, like, the Chiefs get all the calls. Um, they gave the Chiefs the, the right officiating crew last week. It was the crew that calls the most penalties on the home team against the Ravens. Even into this week, right, where the 49ers complain about the UNLV field, it's clearly 100% rational, Sasha, as you explained it. Like, AFC team's the home team. They practice at the Raiders facility, but people are like, oh, it's a conspiracy NFL script. NFL wants the Chiefs to win because of Taylor Swift. And it's like this perfect storm of pandemonium for the NFL, where even at the Grammys last night, the biggest conversation was about football and the tree Chiefs and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. So somehow, some way, and and obviously it's not a, like it's the dumbest thing to say that this was all planned. Um, but the NFL continues to win in terms of popularity and just people giving a shit and caring more and more about football. Yeah. Just to clear one thing up. Uh, I, I do think the 49ers should have good field practice conditions. I was just pointing out why they're at one place and the chiefs are at the other, but like point point taken. Um, no, no, but I just I use it as an example to say that like people are looking for any, the hatred of the Chiefs combined with the hatred of Taylor Swift entering the NFL slash like you've even got MAGA conspiracy theorists right being like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are together to be able to promote Biden as president, um, and it's it's like that people will will grab onto anything they can to be like this is actually a part of the NFL script and they wanted it to happen rather than just turns out the chiefs have been to six straight AFC championship games, four out of the last five super bowls and they beat the Ravens at home and they're in the super bowl again. P you looking. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know everything, everything about it is just, I don't know why Travis Kelsey, like out of all the NFL players, why'd you pick Travis Kelsey? Like because Travis the Kelsey Chiefs are good. He's the best. He's a great looking guy. He's a great looking guy. He's the one who shot a shot, dude. I he's the it. only one. He gave her a friendship bracelet. Okay, he didn't shoot his shot. Dude, I, mean, I don't know. He, he got he's, her number. He's Mister Americana. Mister Mister Midwest. Mister Nice Guy, but also can host Saturday Night Live. Um, they're the perfect couple, P. Did you think I'm it was going to so be you? I'm just so tired of it. I'm just so tired of it. I'm so tired of it, dude. Oh, I can't wait for Sunday. I think, Ooh. like, the, the critical thing for me is that Scott's right. Like, a ton of NFL people hate the Chiefs now. So well, yeah, why would why would anyone no. that isn't a Chiefs fan like them? No, they, I agree. they only win. Like they I agree. should be hated, like the Patriots. I agree a hundred percent. But like the fact that there's like a hundred million Swifties that are now Chiefs fans just kind of balances out the universe again to where they have um people rooting on their side. So I like that. What if what if they break up? What, what's gonna happen with that when if they break up? Then all the Swifties are gonna pandemonium. hate pandemonium. 
Oh, then it's, it's over. <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to hate the Chiefs. It is what it is. Might be might start another pandemic like like the last time or the first time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Speaking um, of a pandemic, I, I can't believe how far away. Like it feels like four years ago was yesterday. I don't know if my 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 uh, concept of time is messed up, but how was that four years ago? It feels like. It wasn't four years ago. I don't understand. I mean, time. it took someone... like two years to run its course. It it started four years ago, basically. I'm saying the 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 Super Bowl though, like that was four oh, yeah. years ago. Like, yeah, I, time man. The last it's Super Bowl. Just, it'll make the you pandemic. think. It'll make you think. <laughs> yeah. So so, Pete, you think it is or isn't a conspiracy? The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. No, that's that's not even a question that it isn't a conspiracy. The Chiefs are just really good football team. Did, they have the best quarterback alive right now. Like, did uh, they, yes, they're just good. Did the NFL make Zay Flowers fumble that fumble that ball at the two inch yard line? <laughs> yeah, they they actually moved the goal line right as he was going towards that. So, they, uh, <laughs> yes, the NFL. Ha- okay, but if it was rigged, they would have they would have had the Lions in it. Everyone also, wants the Lions. They also like purposely, uh, like had a couple of games midseason that didn't matter that much. Have calls go against the Chiefs to throw people off the scent that they were rigging the games for the Chiefs, like that pass interference at the end of the Green Bay game and the Kadarius Tony offsides. They're like, oh, Tony's pretty Kadarius dumb. Tony. No, 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 I get I it. He, he was offsides, but they're like, Tony, you're pretty dumb. Just line up offsides on this play, and we're going to actually call it. Do you think they made Mark, my boy, Marquez Valdez Scantling drop that pass at the end of the Eagles game? Yeah, like gun to their head type of deal? Or or they give him a cut of the money, like hey, we're going to make a shitload of money on the Super Bowl. Just drop this pass. We'll write you a check for a couple mil yeah. after the season. The problem is, the only thing is, is if the NFL was rigged. No, no, I know it's not actually rigged. But if it was rigged, you know how many people would have to keep their mouths shut? Like, yeah. it, it's just such it's it's a bench warmer would come out and be like, hey, they cut me. This is all a sham. It's rigged. Like, you, you can't keep that secret. It's kind of the point of conspiracy theories. They don't actually make sense when you... Uh, what about the moon landing? Think about them, when you, but what's or JFK? The moon landing or oh, JFK? Yeah. Okay, right, well this, rabbit hole. This, we um, yeah, this um, this uh, section of conspiracy theories has been sponsored by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Sasha, any other storylines we need to get to? <laughs> yeah, uh, what I, I just want to you brought up the goat thing, and like we don't have to like litigate. Every like Andy Reid, Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. So I'll just frame it with like I might break a rule here and ask two questions in one, um, or or maybe just one question. But which? Here's the two questions: Which one of those three guys, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, is most likely to finish their career considered the goat of their position? Head coach, quarterback, tight end, and. I think there's kind of an obvious answer there just from like based on the competition. But then the second question is, is like, which one has the most to gain by winning this Super Bowl in terms of that conversation? I mean, the answer- I can go if you need to think. Go ahead, P. No, you're good. Go ahead, P. I think it's Andy Reid. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is still going to get a couple after Andy retires. I don't think Kelsey's ever going to pass Gronk, in my opinion. I think is that Gronk's real? Is that a real answer? Have what? you ever looked at Kelsey and Gronk's numbers? Have you ever watched Gronk play football? He was a beast, bro. Dude, 
first of all, the, the right answer to the first question was Kelsey is most likely to finish as the goat at his position out of the three because he's no, already Andy he already probably is. Um, no, we, no, he's not. Gronk Travis Kelsey just had his would have had his eighth straight thousand yard season. Gronk never had more than three in a row. Yeah, because he played he played a different game. It was a, he was a different tight end. I don't even know if you can compare them. The, I guess the problem with the so I tend to agree with Sasha on this. The problem with the Kelsey Gronk debate is they're such wildly different players. It's almost like it's it's almost hard to compare them. But we and and I get it. Gronk was a better passer or excuse me, Gronk was a better blocker than Kelsey, 100%. Kelsey doesn't block that much. However, you would be completely ignoring the fact that um, you want to hear the wildest stat ever? Kelsey and Gronk are the same ever. age. They're the same age. Mm. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Meaning, like, like Gronk, his longevity just, like, to me, rules him out of being better than Kelsey. Um what are you going to do? Yeah, what like, and, and we don't have to go into the weeds on this. Like, it might be close between those two, but the difference between like the all that Mahomes would have to do to catch Brady is so much smaller than like the difference between Kelsey and Gronk. Yeah. Like, Brady has seven Super Bowls to Mahomes is two. Gronk's already the best pass catching player in the history of the playoffs, unless you want to say Jerry Rice is. He has the most receptions in the history of the playoffs second most yards and second most touchdowns to Jerry Rice. So like those are really the only two in the conversation in terms of postseason performance. And that's including all receivers too. And so like, and then Kelsey has better regular season numbers than Gronk too. Like I get it. Gronk blocks up for the run. Well, whoa, the, the Patriots had a lot of really good running backs too, except not really. If he was that good of a run blocker, they, they should add some more thousand yard rushers. I just I'm hearing that you just hate Rob Gronkowski. Is that are you a hater? That's what it sounds like. I'm not a hater. I just like I don't buy the argument. I've also been having this argument for two weeks with some jabroni in another medium. So I mean not real, not Felix, by the, the way. The real answer to your question, Sasha, is people care more about quarterbacks than they do coaches, and people care more about coaches than they do tight ends. So when you think right. about like when you think about the significance of those three goat conversations, it's like in my mind, it's always going to go quarterback, coach, then tight end. And so like Mahomes yeah. is the farthest away, but he's the one where people are like, "Holy shit!" Like he's chasing this impossible ghost in Tom Brady, and he's at, and he's actually on pace to do it. I think realistically, like Andy Reid, people are discounting the fact that if Andy Reid decides to coach three or four more years he might get to the win total and get another couple super bowls and then you're really like this dude is like button up against belichick um so the, i mean the crazy thing is that they're all three in the conversation right and, and you remember the last thing you see and like what's the last thing we saw from belichick and, and then also like yeah Reed is only winning super bowls with mahomes but he's been to the conference championship game like 40 percent of the time as a coach with lots of different quarterbacks so Belichick's really had zero success without Brady so there, there's conversations to be had there but I agree with you like in terms of significance of this game it, it probably does go in that order Mahomes Reed Kelsey in terms of like who's most likely to end up being considered the GOAT I still say it's Kelsey uh and, and even if you think Gronk's ahead of him right now if Kelsey plays two more years 
he's going to have like 5,000 more receiving yards than Gronk and as many touchdowns. And like, it's, it's not going to really be that much of an argument anymore. All right. Um, Brady Gronk versus Mahomes, Kelsey beer pong. Who wins? <sighs> Mahomes, Mahomes and Kelsey. That's, that's, I don't know. Gronk would carry. That'd be a hard. Yeah. 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 Her about I it, feel like Brady's sneaky. Sure. Brady's very competitive. I, I, I feel like he'd be sneaky good at beer pong. I think we should make that happen. I don't know how we could do it, but that's a great idea. I think that's it's a great idea. Not the worst idea I've ever heard. I, I will give you that. Um, let's uh, let's wrap up this uh, wrap up this storylines conversation. We'll come back in a minute and talk about game analysis. We're gonna break down the game. Uh, KCO versus San Francisco D and. San Francisco O versus KCD. We'll get to all that. Stay with us. Rostorm Sports is back. We're breaking down Super Bowl 58. Chiefs versus 49ers. Uh, we're going to break it off in uh, in both ways of the matchup. So Scott wants to talk about the Niners offense versus the Chiefs D. What do you got, Scott? Yeah, I don't know if I want to talk about that. That's what I was assigned by the boss and host, Sasha Bushka. Um, yeah, like James I think, was the boss. I mean, this is a... Um, in a lot of ways, this is the inverse of the 2019 Super Bowl matchup in that um, the two strongest units in 2019 were the Chiefs offense and the Niners D. And this year, it feels like it's flipped, right? You've got the... Chiefs D, which has been the strongest unit on that team, versus the Niners O, which is probably the undisputed best offense in the league. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb, Sasha, not to put any pressure on you because I know you're breaking down this other one, but I don't think the game gets won in this matchup of San Francisco offense versus Kansas City defense. I think the, the game's going to be won when the Chiefs offense is on the field against the Niners defense. Um, but let's talk a little bit about these two units, strength on strength. Um, San Francisco offense, ton of dynamic playmakers, right? Like, let's, we'll get to Brock Purdy in a second, but you got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and probably the best left, left, the best left tackle in the league, Trent Williams. Um, Shanahan, amazing offensive mind, amazing offensive corner coordinator, likes to do a ton of motion. And to be honest with you, like confuse defenses with the way that he's using his players, whether it's like taking a receiver and putting him in the backfield, like um, Debo Samuel, et cetera. And what's interesting is that yards after the catch is really, really important for the Niners offense and everything that they want to do. Um, where this gets interesting is the Chiefs defense, which I think this goes a little bit under the radar. Chiefs probably have the best tackling secondary in the league, right? Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie might be the two best tackling corners in the NFL. Um, and that's what the Chiefs are really good at. And quite frankly, like it came to bear last week against the Ravens is they can tackle guys in space. They don't miss a lot of tackles. So I think that. Um, can the Niners actually get the ball to their playmakers and have them make plays in space and break a few ones, or are the Chiefs going to let them catch underneath routes and tackle them? I think that's a big factor in the game. Um, I think in general, one one thing I've heard is perhaps the biggest mismatch on this side of the ball is Chris Jones versus the 49ers interior offensive line. 
We know Trent Williams is awesome. I'm going to read you guys these names. Um, Aaron Banks, Jake Brindle, Spencer Burford. That's the Niners uh, left guard, right guard, and center. Um, I think Chris Jones is going to eat him up a little bit in the middle. And so if he can wreak havoc and to be on and like put a little pressure on Purdy up the middle, right. And so that he can't climb up in the pocket. I think that's a big difference. And then the, the, for the Niners, um, I'm guessing they want to exploit the chiefs, chiefs linebackers, right? If you were to pick a weak spot on the chiefs defense, you would probably say like D line strong, secondary strong, let's pick on their linebackers. And that's what Shanahan usually does in his offensive play calling. Um, so I think that is where this matchup gets won, right? Um, everyone talks about it, whether or not the Niners can run the ball, that they should run the ball against this chiefs defense. Uh, will Willie gay play? If you've got Willie gay, drew tranquil, Nick Bolton, um, they're going to have to have good games to be able to slow this Niners defense. So I don't know that yeah. there's an advantage here. I think the Niners are going to be able to score, the question is, like, how hard can the Chiefs make it for them to score? Yeah, uh, a couple of thoughts on your side uh, before we get into mine is, like, one thing, you, you mentioned Chris Jones. Um, I'm wondering how big of a loss not having Charles Aminahu will be. You have to look yeah, at injuries. Big. Uh, but one thing that'll be interesting for the Chiefs is, uh, Spagnola likes to blitz. He likes to blitz in a lot of different ways, and the Chiefs have... I think we're second in the league in sacks this year, and this will be the first time in three games that they don't have to basically play like the mush rush, like just don't let the quarterback out of the pocket style of play. Uh, they'll be able to play the style of play they played against Tua when they played the Dolphins because when you face Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in back-to-back -back weeks, like, yeah, you want to get sacks, but your basic goal is to not get gashed on the ground by them. And Purdy, yeah, he has a little bit of mobility, but like what he wants to do is climb the pocket and throw the ball. And like you said, that pass rush for Chris Jones up the middle uh, should be a big deal on that. And the defensive ends might be able to get a little bit looser, like Karloftis and Dana get a little bit looser on their pass rush and, and try to actually make some game-changing plays in this matchup with a non-mobile quarterback. Yeah. I, I agree that Charles Amenhu being out is a big one. If you're a Chiefs fan, which, you know, not a surprise, I am. You hope, like, you kind of hope and say, like, he was going to get shut down by Trent Williams anyways. Um, so, maybe, so yeah. like, maybe whoever was in there, and you hope Karloftis can get some stuff done on the other side. But I agree it's going to be, I agree it's going to be a big deal. It, it comes down to, like, can the Chiefs linebackers in secondary tackle in space? Yeah. And on the, like... On the uh, mention of the San Francisco alignment, guys, I actually did look at their O-line earlier this week, and I was like, yeah, I've never heard any of these names except Trent Williams. I don't know how much of that is a function of those, like how many Niners fans have heard of Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, and and Trey Smith, and or Nick Allegretti. Uh, probably some have, and they are, I think, a little bit bigger names than those guys on the Niners, but it's also a function of like what team you follow and what you pay attention to. So, yeah, for sure. That'll be interesting. Uh, I, uh, I hope I hope that McCaffrey has a field day. Um, I like watching him run and, and catch the ball. So I'm, I'm excited to see that matchup with the linebackers because, you know, all the checkdowns and running up the middle and whatnot. Uh, 
he, he might have a field day. So we'll see how we'll see how they can handle that as well. It's definitely possible. Um, I, I think Scott's point about tackling in space is a big one. And, and like, it doesn't mean because the Chiefs have been good at it all year that they that means they'll be. It doesn't mean they'll be good at it against Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. But it is an advantage to be able like the Niners' offense is largely predicated on like those guys being able to make plays against one on one against the defender for sure. But they're well. Let's put it this way: the Chiefs' defense is not the Lions' defense. Yes, I agree with that. Um, Chiefs O versus San Francisco D. Uh, this is like this is an interesting one because yeah, I know Matt Nagy is technically the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, but this is really Andy Reid versus Steve Wilkes, and we talked about this a little bit um, in a previous episode. But like, that's where the biggest coaching mismatch lies is like probably Andy Reid against anyone, but you could say the same thing about Kyle Shanahan on the other side, except that Steve Spagnuolo has been brilliant this year. Um, so Andy Reid against Wilkes, and it, what'll be interesting is like what Steve Wilkes decides to do with Travis Kelsey. Um, obviously, you have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, um, which are like options to guard him, but I don't think you want to put Fred Warner in space one-on-one with Travis Kelsey. I can I can almost assure you, you don't. Um, I heard Rod Woodson talking earlier today about um, basically like you have to affect Travis Kelsey at the line, so you have to chip him. You have to like make make him be able to get off the ball, move your defensive end out, hit him, uh, don't let him get a clean release, all of that. That's fine and well, but like if your defensive end is worried about hitting Travis Kelsey, he's not worried about sacking Patrick Mahomes. Right. So if they play a lot of man coverage, uh, they're hitting Travis Kelsey, then it is it is in, like it'll be upon. Patrick Mahomes maybe rush for some yards in this game. And, and we've seen him be able to pick up first downs when he needs to. I think like the thing that the Chiefs offense has been doing well uh, as of late is just like understanding who your key players are and, and utilizing them. So like you've got five eligibles on a play. Three of them are going to be Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco. And those are the three guys who need to touch the ball. And Justin Watson and MVS have, are going to be out there and they're going to like run their deep routes, and if it comes open, you throw it once or twice a game. But otherwise, it's getting to one of those three guys. And, and one low-key thing about the Chiefs' offense, that's it's the weirdest thing, but, I mean, everybody's heard the phrase addition by subtraction. But, like, Sky Moore going on IR, Kadarius Toney being out the last several games, it has forced the Chiefs, and, and even, like, they're dabbling with, uh, who's the Clemson guy? I lost his name all of a sudden. Justin Ross. Oh, uh, you're dabbling yeah. with Justin Ross earlier in the season. And and like th- those guys being out has has forced the Chiefs to consolidate their options. Like have Rasheed Rice on the field on every play. Have Travis Kelsey on the field. Play two tight ends and have Noah Gray on the field. Even like Blake Bell's been playing a lot of snaps. And we joke about Blake Bell because like he went to the same high school as Scott yeah, and I. Sure. So we Carol. know him and all that stuff. <laughs> But, like, having a, an extra blocker and just having the guys that you want to throw to anyways in the routes is not the worst thing in the world. And he, he's a really good run blocker, too. And they have had him on the field a lot lately. So I think, like, on the Chiefs' offensive side, that's the key. But where, where the Chiefs can, can gain an advantage over San Francisco, and it's tough because I think that San Francisco's biggest weakness on defense is the secondary. Yep. And the Chiefs' biggest weakness on offense is their receiving core. 
So like maybe this is the matchup where the game's won, but it's going to come down to who whose like weakness can perform the best. And I, I think like Travis Kelsey is a big help to that receiving core because of how much attention he'll draw. And can Rasheed Rice win some one-on-one matchups? Can MBS catch his two passes that get thrown to him down the field? And um, the Chiefs have established the run game pretty well in the last few games. Can Nick Allegretti have another really good game like he did against the Ravens filling in for Joe Tooney? Or does he get his lunch eight a little bit in the interior by the San Francisco defensive line? Like you said, Chris Jones might do to the San Francisco offensive line. So those yeah. are some of the key matchups to watch for. Yeah, I um I agree with you. I think this well, I think this Niners D is gettable in general. I think they're really gettable in the secondary um especially after Hufnanga or Hufnaga, I'm not saying that right. Um went out the problem is that I'm not sure the Chiefs have the playmakers at wide receiver to necessarily damage them as much as you right. would like to. Um, uh, you know, I hate to I hate to be a broken record for a couple weeks in a row, but you're gonna need MBS to make a catch or two. Yeah, like the Chiefs watched Jamar Chase and several other people go over the top of Charvarius Ward one too many times to know that like he'll let you get behind you. Um, he'll let you get behind him if you can make a play. And so, yeah. like, I, I also think for whatever it's worth, like, we've been talking about Tr- Kelsey being um, old and tired for most of the season. I think two weeks off actually helps him a lot. And they're they're yeah. either, like, I'm guessing Andy Reid's going to put them in scenarios where you either got to pick your poison of Kelsey or Rice. And both those guys are pretty reliable at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be remiss not to mention one last thing on this matchup between these two sides is like the Chiefs offensive line has been pretty good this year. But if you were going to pick a weakness like from the five positions, it would be the left and right tackle. It would be Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. And the Niners happen to have Nick Bosa and Chase Young on the edges. So like if Mahomes, hopefully they're like, doing what I said and using those guys to try to chip Kelsey and stuff, but it still doesn't mean that some of them aren't going to get pressure on Mahomes at times. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully they hold up in the middle so he can step up in the pocket and make throws, but those are matchups to watch as well. Yeah. I mean, the the bet you have to make is that someone can hold up against Chase Young and you chip on Bosa, right? If, if yeah. both of them are beating you, you're in trouble. I.e. Yeah, the, the Super Bowl sure. against Tampa. Right. Um, which, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it, but like there's some eerie similarities to the Super Bowl against Tampa. Like we have an offensive lineman out like Eric Fisher and also like Britt Reed gets arrested uh, right before that Super Bowl. I know it's a totally different thing and he has nothing to do with the teams, but I'm sure you all saw the news that Pat Mahomes senior got a DUI the other day. Like it, it, it kind of bothers me. Some of these things going on his third one too that's that's pretty impressive in my opinion uh three three's hard impressive might be the wrong word but it's um it's uh it's more than you should get i i don't i don't disagree with you um the biggest difference between the reed thing and the and the pat mahomes senior thing is obviously that no one got hurt Right. And yeah. hundred percent. I mean, the, the Reed thing was a big deal because he was going through the chief's facility. He was a coach and someone got seriously injured. But but I agree with you. The vibes are the vibes are somewhat similar. 
if you've ever listened to Pat Mahomes Sr. give an interview after any of these games, that, that news should not surprise you that much. Um, I, yeah. I hate to say I, I, that. And and it's not really a laughing matter. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on the similarities. I have heard from one of my friends that he actually employs a personal driver as well. So seems, must have been his day off. Seems um, <laughs> Uh-huh. All right, we're we're running way long, so we're gonna we're gonna pause for a second and come back and give you picks for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Bro Storm Sports, where we're discussing Super Bowl Fifty Eight. I I cut Scott off just before the music played there, so Scott, say what you need to say. Yeah, That's not a Taylor Swift song, but it's, it is not a Taylor Swift song. Although my uh, five and three year old daughter have been making me listen to a lot of Taylor Swift in the car on the way to school these days. Um, one thing which, to be honest with you, I feel like could be significant to the outcome of this game is the Niner. The Niners have a rookie kicker who's been pretty shaky in the playoffs and in, and over the last several weeks and the chiefs have a proven guy who's made kicks in the AFC championship game and kicks to win super bowls. And so it's just something to keep your eye out. If the chiefs defense can hold the Niners to kicking field goals. Um, and, and by the way, a terrible prop or, or not a terrible prop is to take Jake Moody to miss a field goal. Um, so just something to keep your eye on in terms of, the special team and kicking advantage definitely goes to the Chiefs. I thought we were assigning special teams to intern P. We were, but per usual, he forgot about it, didn't get it done. So I wanted to bring it up for the listening public. Thanks, P. All right, appreciate that. You're welcome. But yeah, he does. He's not a very good kicker. For they, they, they could use some kicking help, but can't can't do it now. So I think there should be. I think there should be a, think there should be a rule. You know how they used to, like when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was it. Um, UCLA, they um, like they didn't let freshmen play on the varsity team. I think that should be a rule with kickers. Like you get drafted as a rookie, you don't get to kick your rookie year. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Just sounds for like kickers, it might be harder for them yeah. to get drafted at that at that juncture because generally a team needs a kicker if they're drafting one. But yeah, I get your point. Uh, it's like Aguayo uh, for the Bucks back in the day. Uh, got drafted in like the third round and never made it. Yeah. Well, um, or or the, oh, Patriots yeah, kicker, that, the Patriots kicker this year, they used a fourth round pick on him and he's probably the worst kicker in the league. Anyways. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, kicking I mean, is hard. You watch I college football. The kickers there suck. And presumably those are the ones that end up in getting drafted in the NFL. So right. uh, just get a soccer player like the Cowboys did. Yeah, how would Messi do as a kicker? You think he'd go crazy out there? I'd like to see him go out there and kick some field goals. On long distance kicks. All right. You guys want to pick the game first or do our props? Game. All right. You go first then, Scott. Uh, I wonder what he's going to pick. All right. Uh, Well, yeah. Make fun of me all you want. Uh, I think it's stupid to bet against Patrick Mahomes when he's getting points at this point in time. Um, He's, if I, 
I believe he is now 10-1-1 outright when he's an underdog against the spread and 9-3, and three, um, or sorry, 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog and 9-3 and three outright. Um, it's really not a smart bet to bet against Patrick Mahomes when he's getting points. And to be honest with you, I just don't see how you can look at this game and the way these teams are playing and think like the Niners were lucky to win both of their two games and the Chiefs were the better team against the Ravens in Baltimore. They were the better team against the Bills in Buffalo. Um, they handled the Dolphins. And so, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs plus two. Give me those points all day long. Chiefs get their third Super Bowl in four or five years. I don't hate it. P, what do you got? Wait. So I know I, I talk a lot of the, the crap on the Chiefs, but you, you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Uh I do I do love George Kittle. I love Pat I love Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel's electric out there. But it still is a Brock Purdy factor. The kicking game is huge. Um it just a lot of these guys haven't been there, like you said. I mean like we have I mean, I we're not the Chiefs, but uh Mahomes has been there before, so I'm taking him. And uh I guess give me the give me the under. Just just cause. Give me the under. I have no analysis of why the under, but I'll take the Chiefs in the under. Mahomes, was that a – or maybe I had a Freudian slip. Uh, P, was that a Freudian slip, calling the Chiefs we? I I did. I mean, I'm from – I hear it every – yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, – yes, it was a slip. And I, I apologize to all my Chiefs haters out there. Uh, it won't happen again. Also, P, what's a Freudian slip? Uh, it's when, <laughs> when you accidentally say something, but – you actually meant to say it like it's on the on your mind is that, is that not, close enough? not not a bad explanation i'll i'll, I'll give it to you You put me on the spot uh, there i mean i know what it is uh i'll go uh I'll go chiefs as well for all the reasons scott said um and like also though it is the mahomes factor but i think the chiefs actually have the better defense of these two teams so if you give me the better defense and you give me the best by win percentage playoff quarterback of all time. I think now besides like Bart Starr, who's nine and one, like minimum 10 starts, he's nine and one. So, um, but Bart Starr played a long time ago. So, uh, I'll take Mahomes and the chiefs plus two. And I, I didn't get Scott's over under, I don't think unless I just stopped listening. Uh, but I am going to go with the, I'm going to go with the over. I think you guys are, I think everybody's on the under I'm going to do it for the sake of Brock Purdy because, like, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Hopefully, like, Brock Purdy plays a halfway decent game, and which means it turns into a little bit of a higher-scoring game. And, like, whether it's a low or high-scoring game, I just think, like, Mahomes makes the plays at the end to win it. And I think that could kind of go either way. Uh, but I'll say some points go up on the board, and uh, the Chiefs get a few more of them, and I'll go with the over 47 and a half. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I was singing about so the oh, you got it. I was just saying I didn't give you my over under. I'm my gut tells me under. It's at forty seven and a half. I'm going to say twenty seven twenty Chiefs. All right, half a point under. A lot of confidence in that pick. I don't have a lot of confidence. You, know you can in that get pick. like, yeah. Um, you got any? You guys going to take any exact score bets on this game? It's impossible you win, to do you that. Win big you on this. 
you have to get so lucky. I mean, what are the uh, I mean, the odds of you actually doing that? I guess that's why you're making money, but that doesn't even make sense in my mind to be able to guess it right. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not, and I know we're gonna get into props. I was gonna say this then, but I'll give you my a bet that I already placed some money on, which I like is moving the Chiefs um, from plus two to plus seven and a half, and moving the over under to go over 40 and a half. Um, you put those two together, it's plus 106. And so give the Chiefs seven and a half, and you just got to get over 40. Uh, I like that bet. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs have literally been blown out like two times in existence since Mahomes has been there, besides uh, including the regular season, although one of those did happen to be in the Super Bowl. So I know. I'm just, no, nothing's I'm worried, impossible. I know. I'm not worried about the seven and a half. I'd be worried about that over. Because there's a there's a world where it's twenty to seventeen or you know something in that range, right? Right. All right, intern P, start us off with a bang. We need a uh, like a normal kind of serious prop, and then something stupid. Something yeah, stupid. Yeah. Uh, so all this talk about Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, all the all those Johns. Uh, I'm putting all my eggs into the George Kittle camp. And uh, I'm going to take his over receiving yards at 47 and a half. I think he's going to, he's getting underrated. I mean, we didn't talk about him one time this whole podcast. So I think he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder and he's going to go crazy this, this Sunday. So uh, Greg K- or George Kittle, 47 and a half. I was watching a little bit of the, uh, the Super Bowl night tonight or opening night or whatever they call it. And some like, they had like this little kid that was interviewing everyone and he asked George Kittle, if he thought his significant other or Dra- or Travis Kelsey's significant other would get shown more during the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, that that's Kittle a chip. That that's a chip. Does, does that's a chip on his shoulder. Does it scare you at all that uh Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews didn't do much against the Chiefs last weekend, nor did Dalton Kincaid and um with the Bills the weekend prior? Uh no, because George Kittle is a beast. Not those guys aren't as good as him, so I don't. Mm. I don't think that matters. I, so oh, you're a George that, Kittle hater too. I would agree oh, that Mark you just Andrews hate tight ends. You just hate tight ends. No, I would agree with you that Mark Andrews was coming off an injury, so that makes a difference. But there could be a compelling argument made about Mark Andrews being better than George Kittle, or at least in the same category. For no, sure. yeah, for sure. Uh, and no, I know no, you know that you no. play fantasy football. You play well, fantasy okay. football. Sure, fantasy football wise, but, but he we're does talking so much about receiving team that, yards. What like what I'm talking about is a time. How is that different team. than fantasy football? <laughs> he's still gonna get his forty seven and a half yards. Okay. Maybe he's not gonna what what are you talking about? You hate I, you hate tight ends. All right, just admit it. All right. No, I'll, you hate I'll, tight ends. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna just, just to prove a point, I'm gonna take the other side of that prop for you. Okay. I like that. Cool. Um so my serious prop and i'll put that in air quotes uh is comes from the for the swifties category on DraftKings official partner not really i don't know if i'm allowed to say that uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, it's in the for the swifties category but i think it still qualifies as like a, a real game prop it's called friendship bracelets and i don't know if you guys know this but uh kyle Yuschek's wife made taylor swift's jacket for the Miami game. Uh, so like 
Kyle Juszczyk and Travis Kelsey are friends now because th- their their wives are sharing jackets. And it's uh, Travis Kelsey and Kyle Juszczyk both to get a touchdown. Plus 600. Book it. Wait, what? Juszczyk and Kelsey to get one? Yeah. Friendship right Plus 600? Yeah. Juszczyk's not going to score a touchdown. There's a strong chance that that's true, but... I, that seems I like low. his chances. You think that seems low? Yeah, it's because it's I mean, in the for the Swifties category, Pearson. You think these guys are these for the Swifties people? No, are this one is to score the first touchdown, not any time touchdown. The one I was oh. looking at wasn't any time, but they both have to get it. I think. Um, I'll no, reload. it says friendship brace. So it's T Kelsey or KU's Jack to score the first touchdown. Oh, either one. Even yeah. better. <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. All right. That's your serious Scott, prop? Uh, is, is the Kittle prop your official prop? No. Dude, no. I'm hammering I'm gonna, that so hard no, it's unreal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw a couple. Well, one, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but again, I'm, you know, I'm into the listeners, telling the listeners uh, where I'm putting my actual money. Um, Christian McCaffrey... Over 25 yards receiving. Travis Kelsey, over 60 yards receiving. You put those two together, and I think you're at plus... You're at plus 106. I think I just quoted that for the other one, but um, you're at plus money with McCaffrey's got to go over 25 and Kelsey over 60. I think those are the two likeliest players to be guarantees in this game. So I like that. If you don't like me putting them together at adjusted numbers... Um, I'm going to give you another one that's similar to the MVS prop, but you're going to like this one even more. Uh, I've got Noah Gray over 11 and a half yards. Put it in the bank. Nothing like, nothing use, like the backup tight end. Nothing like picking the one catch props. Use, use Travis <laughs> Kelsey as a decoy. <laughs> And and by the way, Noah Gray to score first literally anytime. Noah Gray to score first touchdown is something ridiculous, like um, I don't know, forty two to one or something like that. Um, no Noah Gray props. I'm telling you, over eleven and a half yards, he's gonna have one catch, and it's probably gonna be for about seventeen. So, um, cash your checks now. Hopefully, it's on the last play of the game before the kneel downs. Um, just make it more exciting. <laughs> Uh, my phone um, just went dead, so those are my props. I got one novelty prop for you. All right, give us your uh, novelty, and then we'll go to P. And my or, no, we'll let P finish it off. So I like. Go ahead. I liked. I didn't see it on DraftKings. I heard it earlier. I did hear that the Reba McIntyre national anthem was set at one minute and twenty six seconds over under. If that line gets left there everyone should hammer the over because I, I think the last time someone has been that short on like, she'd have to be speed racing to hit that number. So if you got anything in the one twenty fives to one thirty fives, like you better hammer the over um, on a slightly more football related note. I do like that prop of first touchdown. And I think the line was set at like uh 22 and a half just to get under Christian McCaffrey's number. I go over that. Because you got McCaffrey, Kittle, um, Kelsey, you got a lot of the heavy touchdown catchers above that number. Obviously, you got Debo, 
Ayuk, Rice, and the quarterbacks under, but I'm going over that. Pacheco. Pacheco. Um, so I'll take over 22 and a half first touchdown. Okay. I will take over 121 and a half combined TD score jersey numbers. Oh, Travis Kelsey wears <laughs> Travis Kelsey wears 87. He's going to score a touchdown. So we don't need, and, and this is also under the the presumption that it's, I picked the over in the game. So like the more touchdowns there are, the easier this is to hit. What I don't know about this is, and I'm sure it's in the fine print somewhere is like, if somebody scores two touchdowns, do you get to add their Jersey number in twice? Or is it just for sure? I would assume so. So if Travis Kelsey scores two, you're there. Uh, If Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray score a touchdown, you're there. Travis Kelsey and Blake Bell, you're there. Um, (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) On another note, Blake Bell, anytime TD score. Um, (laughs) Book it. Is he even shooting up? Over 121 and a half. What's that? Is he even playing? Yeah, he's in. He's been active for all the playoff games. Uh, okay. I don't know, like with Jarek McKinnon coming back, if that throws a wrench in anything, but I'm assuming he's 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 active this game. P, what's your what's your silly prop or the amount prop? of love? The amount of love that like you is, you just know that Travis Kelsey's going to score score a touchdown. I don't believe it. I don't. That's a good point. You would like the whole podcast. Travis Kelsey's going to play so good. I hope he plays awful. So then everybody that loves Taylor Swift, just, oh, I, I would love that. Dude, intern P, the guy is the guy is the all-time receptions leader in postseason history. Do you, do you want me to, do you want me to uh, tell you what that means? Like in, in layman's English terms? <laughs> He's had a shitload of good playoff games, like, and there, and by the way, he was the focal point of the defense in every one of those playoff games. So, like, the guy I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. I can't. Mahomes had like 13 touchdowns in his last 11 playoff games. I can't let you just. It's just. I just can't let that happen. Okay. Um, There's no way Kelsey's not coming up big for the Swifties. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll wait on Sunday and we'll see and. I'll be cheering. I'll be cheering for sure. I'm going to the Gatorade. You know, I we love Gatorade. Um, I'm actually colorblind, so I don't. I'm not colorblind. That was a lie. Um, I'm taking orange. I actually have a friend that works for uh, uh, the Vegas team, so he he told me what powder they're using, uh, and he guaranteed it was orange at plus five fifty <laughs> on BetMGM. Did he? Re- did he really? <laughs> Yeah, no, he didn't. I don't have a friend that works for the, for the Raiders. Uh, no, I mean, I lo- that's my favorite thing. You wait till the end and you see him dunk Gatorade on the coach. Like, it's going to be orange. It's, it's always been orange. It's always going to be orange. It's orange. Hey, all right. How much minus are we paying for that? Uh, plus 550. Plus 550 on orange? Yeah, take it to the yeah. bank. If you, might, don't, uh, per- you don't put a mortgage payment on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Sasha, just real just- quick, I Oh, I was just going to say, uh, dovetailing on intern P's, betting on the Gatorade. Team, it's the last game of the NFL season. Get the kids to bed early. Get on your DraftKings account. Play some bets. We're not sponsored by DraftKings, but we should. It's the last time you get to have fun. Put in some prop bets. Into it. Put in some novelty bets. 
and put some money on the Chiefs because they're going to win. Don't give them home uh, yeah. points. And I, I, I don't know that DraftKings marketing budget can afford this show, uh, but if if they can pony up, we'll we'll, we'll get into those conversations. Even I do just want to point bets. out just P, that Travis Kelsey's last twelve playoff games, he has one hundred and four catches for twelve hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns in twelve. That's games. exactly why he's not going to score. There's so much hype around him. He, there's just oh. yeah. You guys got anything else for the listeners, Scott? Other than like. Trying to uh, trying to encourage our listeners to gamble that aren't 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 already inclined to responsibly though. No, not really. I'm, ex- I'm excited for the game. I'm excited to break it down with you guys afterwards. Get some hard hitting analysis from intern Pete. I th- I think that on Sunday, if they if the Chiefs win, maybe it's an emergency pod. Just when when the juices are flowing, just make like a 15 minute clip and then put that in on Monday. Um, our I know we're running over, and but our Sasha, our older brother Seth is going to the game, so this is a bit of a this is a bit of a test to see if he's listening. I would love to get some footage of Seth drunk in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Which, if you know Seth, he'll definitely be drunk. Um, so, Seth, if you're listening, why don't you uh, tweet at Brostorm Sports or Instagram? Jay Miz will get it up on camera. Sounds fair to me. Uh... Well, if that's all you guys got, that's all I got. That's going to do it for Bro Storm Sports. Check out Super Bowl 58, Chiefs Niners. It's going to be a good one. Follow us on the socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.